Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. And as always, thanks so much for joining us this week. Now, I hope as you, you know, tune in weekly, you really start to feel my passion and my mission that we have to change that word sales from something that's icky, sleazy and manipulative so that we know we can come from love, care and respect and be even more successful in our business. So to help you on that mindset change, I have a free communication style assessment infos in the show notes. Take it, you get two reports. One will spotlight your superpowers and just how people see you in the world. The blind spot, the lowest score, you will also get a report, which for me, I think is sometimes the more important uh, report to read because it'll show you the style that is probably the most difficult for you to connect and engage um, within your business or within your career. So again, the information's in the show notes. Take your free communication style assessment, my gift to you. The last thing I'm going to ask, I have to give my big ask for the day. If you guys are loving the show, please rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode because I want to see you here every week. Now, my quote or my motivational quote for today is by Mark Suster. And Mark says, persistence, persistence, persistence. I'm surprised how, how few entrepreneurs follow up. Now, I don't think I've ever shared this on my show before, but I have a seven-step sales process that I've been using for 40 years, and it's also the premise of my number one international best-selling book, ESP, Easy Sales Process, Seven Steps to Sales Success. So why am I telling you this? Because the last step in my process is follow-up. And I have to tell you, in my years in business and my years in sales, the number of people that don't follow up is mind-blowing. And here's the, here's the reality. We're leaving a ton of money on the table, and we're leaving relationship building actually on a back burner instead of proactively um, uh, pursuing those relationships. So, of course, I have an amazing guest today. We're going to talk about follow-up. Mustafa Husseini, he is a good friend. He's north of the border in Canada, and he is the founder of Perseo Inc., and he is the creator of Simple Retention Formula, Simple Marketing Formula, and Simple, simple Offer Formula, and so much more. Now, for the past 12 years, Mustafa um, has helped business owners and entrepreneurs build profitable businesses in various niche markets and industry. Currently, and this is the coolest thing that I, I've seen him do, he started a call center that helps established businesses fix their follow-up problem and scale through referrals and customer retention without spending any uh, money on ads. He's an avid skier and hiker, and he loves to spend time with his amazing, beautiful family. Um, please help me welcome my friend Mustafa to the show. Thanks for being on, Mustafa. Thank you. Great to be here. Great to see you. I know we always have good conversations, and so I look forward to this, Connie. Yes, 100%. And this is cool stuff, what you're doing with this call center, and it's it vitally needed. So I just want everybody to understand, like, where the heck did this call center come from, and why did you start with this follow-up kind of endeavor with for, for businesses? For sure. So let me share the story of where I come from and how I ended up here. Uh, I went to school for marketing and uh, I, I ran a marketing agency from 2010 to 2018. And we did, we did full service digital marketing for our clients. Now, um, back in the day, I, I learned from Dan Kennedy about the power of follow-up and customer retention and how nobody does it. And it's like a low hanging fruit and it's so easy to do it. But again, and it's very profitable as well. 
So what would happen is like every time I ran out of cash or customers and appointments and leads and whatnot, I would pull my hair out for a few days and I would worry about it. And then I would slowly come to my senses and I realized that I have a list of customers. So what I would do is I would pick up the phone. We would make a round of calls to our list. And on the day of or shortly after, we would get cash, appointments, introductions, referrals, you name it. So like, oh, this is cool. This actually works. We would get like 30 to 50% conversion rates on our calls. Like literally out of every 10 call, we would get two to five forms of conversion, whether it's like an upsell, someone, someone would buy more stuff from us, make an introduction or make an appointment so we could chat with them later about what we could do for them. So I started, kept doing this and I started doing this and uh, I started teaching it at Simple Marketing Formula, which we, 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 you joined us back a couple of years ago or so. That's my sister too. She still talks yeah. about you. She learned so much. Yes. Appreciate it. Yeah. And so the last module was always uh, customer retention. So we go over, here's the offer. How do we find customers? How do we convert them? And the last piece, like you got to keep your customers and you got to follow up with them. So it's like, people, here's the script. Here's the process. Pick this up. And I would share the script and the process in the course, like get this, follow the script, and you're going to see your results today. And nobody would do it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So we, we, I, I tried it a few times. Then later on, we had a guy who was making calls for us. And a few times I asked, and he was looking for more work. Then I asked people in the course, uh, I was like, hey, guys, I have, I have a guy who can make calls for you to your list. Who wants an introduction? Everybody. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Then later on, it dawned on me. And I'm like, what if we do it for you and we manage it for you? Who wants us to do that? Everybody. So that's how we ended up at, uh, doing the, uh, the call center. And over the years, Customer retention and follow-up has been our most profitable, highest converting marketing activity, period. Yeah. And so that was the story on how we uh, got into the call center. So we started a call center specializing in follow-ups, retention, customer retention, and referrals. So we fix the follow-up problem. And, and, you know, it's brilliant. And you and I spoke the other day and I was like, wow, we, every, and, and here's the other thing, which I laugh at. It's the easiest, like in my sales process, right? It's the last step. It's the easiest step because you have a relationship with these people. So by sending them an email, how, how is everything going? Right. Did, did the thing we created for you or help you with, you know, I'd love some feedback. Oh, let's jump on a call. Staying in touch is the easiest piece of the puzzle versus generating new leads, which is money and time that this is such a simple way to generate business. And you know, me being in sales for 40 years, I lived off of referrals. 20 years, I've lived off of referrals. My, my clients, they hire me for 5, 10, 15, 20 years that I'm working with that same group of people who bring me more people because they know you, they like you, they trust you. You get the results for them. And yet we don't make those follow-up calls. My, it makes my brain hurt when my, I go, yeah. what do you mean you didn't make your follow-up calls? Like, what, what are you talking about? So everything you're saying is so brilliant. So here's my next question. What, because now you started this call center based on the need that was out there. And that I want to comment to everybody listening. Notice Mustafa didn't say, I'm going to create a call center because I think people need help with follow-up. He asked people, said, would you want us to do it for you? Hell yeah, was the response. And then he created the call center. So just a little tip in there as well. Um, but talk to me about 
why do you think, or why have these clients told you they're not following up? Like what's the glitch there? So to my surprise, most people actually hate to pick up the phone and they're afraid of having conversations straight up. And that, that's the short answer. And I thought, I was like, because it's natural to me, like, give me a number, I'll call them up, I'll chat with them. Yeah. Especially, especially if I have a relationship for them, it's a no brainer. Yeah. And if, yeah. if I've done so, something for them or with them, or there is, there is some sort of, um, uh, there's a transaction happening of some sort. They opted in to get something or they were, they're my existing customer, past customer or whatnot. I would do that in a heartbeat. But people hate to do that. And I had to learn that the hard way and the long way, which tells you how smart I am. And <laughs> it's like, I'm like, people, here's the script. It works and nobody would do it. So that's that. That's why. Um, like, we don't want to pick up the phone. And, and you know, what's funny is I had a call with one of my power partners. You know, we refer to each other and we support each other. And we met this morning. <clears throat> Something always comes from it. As we we're chatting, we're like, oh, my God, you need to meet this one. You need to meet that one. We're, I have to send, I, just before we jumped on, because I hung up there, I, I got one quick email out, but there's two more emails I have to send doing an intro from a conversation. And she's doing the same thing for me for the book I'm sponsoring. It's so easy, yet nobody does it. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little baffled when I hear that as well, because you know, the person you're reaching out to, it's not like it's a cold call. This is like, to me, a super warm building relationship call, right? hundred percent. And so, <clears throat> so what would there, can I share what, what we do in the context behind Yeah, it? Why don't we, yeah, because that, that will help people who say, well, I could do this. So go ahead, share that. That's great. So, so the biggest problem that we solve is the fact that most businesses have a list of prospects, customers, existing customers, and past customers, and they're out there spending a ton of time and money to find new customers while totally ignoring their existing list of yeah. people. Yeah. So the people are being ignored. The second biggest problem that we solve is that some of these people, they know they should stay in touch with their list, but they don't have the time, the manpower, the resources and the systems to do it. And like I mentioned earlier, most of them hate to pick up the phone. And so, uh, and then we only work with an existing list of people. Like it's so much easier. Somebody downloaded a, a checklist, let's say. And let's say the checklist was, uh, Connie's seven-step sales process to improve your overall sales and numbers and whatnot. So I could call him up and say, hey, uh, can I speak to Johnny? Right? And Johnny says, yeah, it's Johnny. And I say, Johnny, it's Mustafa. I work with Connie Whitman. Did I catch you at a bad time? He may say, yeah or no. Well, go ahead. What's up? I'd be like, look, the reason that I'm calling is our system shows that you have downloaded a checklist about improving your sales process. Does that ring a bell? Oh, yeah, I did that the other day. Well, I'm just wondering uh, if you have a minute to talk about that, right? Then I have a reason to call them. I've followed up on, on their action. Then I'd be like, look, I'm pretty sure you were not trying to waste your time when you were downloading this checklist. Do you mind if we talk about what the problems that are top of mind for you when it comes to sales, right? Then I'm tapping into the problem, right? So they'll be like, all right, what is the biggest challenge you're trying to solve? Then they'll tell me what's going on. They were going to confirm that. Is this a problem that you want to fix? Would you like us to help you with that? Notice I'm not pushy. I'm not, I'm asking, like, do you want, do you want to fix this? If they say no, I'll be like, no problem. 
let's just move on. But if they say yes, then we work on looking at an appointment. And there's the lead, right? And it's as simple as doing something with the lead that came in. We're spending all this money on lead generation and landing pages and all the technology to support this stuff. And the technology of a telephone or now with Zoom, there's, it's a beautiful way for us to connect and see the person, not just hear a voice on the other end. And you could share screens and show a resource that might help them right here, right now. So we're always adding value as well. It's the easiest form of, I think, new business development personally. Um, and, and, oh, by the way, that's how we get referrals. So the other funny thing, too, is, right, Mustafa, when you have those calls and they're like, oh, that's so nice of you to follow up. I really appreciate it. No one ever does that. You've differentiated yourself in the marketplace. So that's kind of cool. Then the other thing, too, is once you prove yourself and you say to them, listen, I'm always looking to grow my business and I hope I could support you with your business, with referrals and stuff. Um, is there anybody that maybe I can help what I did with you that I could do for them? Mm-hmm. Now it's tangible. They know what you did for them. Now they refer somebody who needs exactly what they needed. Mm-hmm. It becomes a, like an 80% close ratio versus a 10 or 20% through the automation. Now, I'm not saying stop automation, but we have to do it better with the touchy feely. And I don't mean that in a weird way, but that connectivity that we have with clients. 100%. And we always ask for a referral. Yeah. Even if the person in front of us says, look, I'm not interested right now. Then we, we end the call with, look, I totally understand you might, you're not in the market for this right now, but right. who do you know that might be having this problem that we, we could help? Yep. And sure. A bunch of people say, I don't know anybody, but yeah. I'm just looking for that two to five people out of, out of a hundred calls that say, yes, I, I know either one or five people and you don't, you never know. Maybe they're going to introduce you to a community of people. That could it, it turn into something. And like you said, the conversion rates on referrals are between 50 to 80%. It's like so much easier. And yeah. therefore, the, the profits are so much higher. And, and I'll share a quick story. So I had a client, um, banks, you know, my corporate clients are banks, Mustafa. And it was a, a, a bank up in, um, I want to say Vermont, very tiny little bank. I think he had like two or three branches in the network and loved me, loved what I was doing. He knew I can help him and he was ready to hire me. And I said to him, I'm, I'm too expensive. You're not going to get the return on the investment that you should. And he had a really bright young man who he just hired in marketing and they were really starting to build, right? The, the, the culture of the organization. I said, let me work with him. I think I could get him to do meetings and stuff like that. So hire me as a consultant, not to come in and physically do the training, It'll be a lower price point, but I think we could get quicker results for you. What do you think? And he was like, but I want to hire you. I'm like, I, but it's, it, it's too much money for what you're trying to accomplish. Let's try it my way. He was on board with it. I made a few thousand dollars where I could have made 30 or 40 grand, right? And he ended up sending me so many referrals of other CEOs at other banks that because I did the right thing and yeah. he saw that. Plus, I got the results doing it my way, right? Saving him the money. He was like, everybody needs to know Connie Whitman, right? So that's the value of number one, doing the right thing. But, and I didn't even have to ask him for a referral just because I did such a good job. He started naturally referring me. This is the power of what Mustafa and I are talking about today. It's creating that dynamic referral process, right? Just by, by doing the right thing for the client. That's really 100%. what we're talking about, right? 100%. And you did the right job of downselling him. Yeah. Instead of trying to get 30, 40 grand. Absolutely. Most people would do, most people would attempt to do that. Yep. um, Oh, when I made hundreds of thousands of dollars. Exactly. (laughs) Right. So like 
think before you, you know, you throw the baby out with the bathwater, that old saying. You, right? you played the long game. It's, it's always the long game with stuff. And I know you're, you're philosophically the same thing, right? What do the 100%. clients need? How can I support it? And we keep, you know, circling and circling because needs change also for our clients, 100%. right? So another question for you, what are the top three? I know where I see it, but what are the top three businesses, um, places where businesses leave money on the table? What, what do you see in your world? So you already touched on this. Look, people spend a lot of money to find new leads. The leads come in and they don't follow up with them. So uh, in, in my experience, being in the marketing world for the past 12, 13 years, it costs us uh, an average of 300 to to $1,000 to get a lead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's a combination of money, uh, time, and other resources that you have to put in. So you spend all that money, bring the lead in. And most people don't even have a conversation with the lead. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they don't <clears throat> they don't follow up with the lead. They leave the the lead on the table and the money on the table, and the, that person is just hanging in there by by themselves. And the their challenges or the problems are not fixed, right? So that's the very first place where people don't follow up, and uh, the lead is gone. Yeah, okay? yeah. opportunity. And I, I learned this from uh, uh, Jeff Walker, the launch guy. Yep that 80% of transactions happen within 18 months of the first point of contact. Yep. And guess what? 99.9% of businesses don't stay in touch with their contacts for never, not even a month, never mind 18 months. And they're leaving multiple six, seven, eight, nine figures on the table, depending on the type of business they're in. Right. So that's the first place. Second place is their existing customers. So most businesses don't stay in touch with their customers as long as the customer is paying. You ever had a problem like your vendors call you the moment your credit card declines? They yeah. pick up the phone and be like, hey, your payment declined. Are you, you're not paying us. And that's when they call you, right? And you're like, dude, I've been paying you like for five years straight every month. And the first time that I hear from you is when the payment declines. That's a big problem. So you should stay in touch with your existing customers on a recurring basis. Now, here's a third place. Previous customers, you know, past customers, we would stay in touch with them because they, we could reactivate them. We could get referrals from them and the rest of it. Yeah. Life so changes. Those are, so leads, existing customers, past customers. Yeah, because past customers, even if they don't need me now, a year from now, it can change and they need me again, right? Because maybe their business, they're taking on a different business venture and they don't have it quite narrowed in onto their sales presentation, right? So you never know because things change, business change, we evolve, right? You're doing, you and I reconnected, you know, we have a talk probably in about six months and we were like, hey, miss each other. What's going on? How you doing? Let's, let's jump on a Zoom call. Keep Mustafa talked to me about the call center. I'm like, dude, we got to do a show. This is such an important topic, such a great resource. You know, yeah, let's do it. Right. Bing, bang, boom. And we're, we're recording a show. Yeah. There's the support from Mustafa because I like him. He, I had his class. I follow him. It works. This is so simple. It's ridiculous. And yet, and here's the other thing I, I see with my clients, Mustafa. They make things more complicated than it has to be. And what we're talking about, people are, I know they're listening, going, these two are out of their mind. That sounds so easy. It is. It's that easy, what we're describing, and the results become exponential for you. You just have to make it a habit, right? 
hundred percent. Can I, can I share some, some, some uh, details of our story? Like recently? Yes. You, you know, so I, love I, I went through my list and I'm like, I haven't chatted with Connie. So I have a habit of reaching out to people once or twice a year, have a conversation like yep. this. Me too. So I messaged Connie. I'm like, Connie, we should probably chat. Connie, no response. And then, and then I think I followed up once or twice. I'm like, Connie, we should probably chat. No response. Then I said, I sent probably a second or third message said, Connie, are you mad at me? I was joking. I was joking. Right. And Connie's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't check Facebook. Yeah, let's connect. Let's talk. And then we connected. We had a conversation. And that's basically why we're here. Right? right. And we don't know what's going to transpire. I mean, I'm going to refer Connie to people. Connie is probably going to refer people to me. We don't know what's going to transpire out of this show, who's going to see it and what's going to happen. But if I didn't, we didn't do that little follow-up piece this thing would not happen. So you had it to shame easy. me on my own show, Mustafa. You had to shame me on my own no, show. No, that was so so you, 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 you literally didn't check your Facebook. And I I'm didn't. like, yeah. and so I'm talking about the power of the simple fall. And here's a fact. Most people would probably get offended the first time they didn't, they didn't hear back. Like, Connie hates me. Oh, we're not going to talk, right? right? I'm never going to follow up with her again. Yeah. And that, well, I turned into a joke like, Connie, are you mad at me? <laughs> she's like no i'm not mad at you i'm just busy and and here's the thing give people some room because they're busy that's right right they got a business they got a life they they, they have things to do right. I, and i'm i am not the center of connie's world that so, is true i love you but <laughs> i love you but i've got other things to do so and it's funny too that's another thing with stuff right so like um, at the end uh, i'm going to share mustafa's contact information and before i said Email, what's the best way to get? I always ask my guests, what's the best way if somebody has a specific question for you, Mustafa? And he says, mm, I'm on LinkedIn more than I'm on email. So LinkedIn would be the best place. And I said, okay, perfect. People ask me and I say, mm, LinkedIn or email, I'm rarely on Facebook. And I'll tell you what exactly what happened, just so everybody understands this. I wasn't mad at Mustafa. I wasn't like, oh, he's bothering me. It was like, oh, I do have to reach out to him. You know what? I have to get my calendar link. I, I don't have time right now. I'll go back to it later. And I never went back. You to probably it. got busy and you forgot. I did. Maybe. And I'm not on Facebook every day. Mm -hmm. It dropped through the cracks. You sent it again. I'm like, my bad. I got it. I got to connect with him. It was just bad timing. I was busy. And then the third time when he said, are you mad at me? I felt so bad because I thought, oh, I, I didn't respond. And, and Mustafa knows that's not like me because I am responsive. I felt bad. And I didn't respond because I felt bad. I responded because I certainly didn't want you to think that I was mad at you for sure, that even though we were joking, right? But what if? Um, and it was me who dropped the ball because I was busy. So if he hadn't followed up with me, we wouldn't be having the show, which I think is, is really important. And we've never, I've never done a show on follow-up. So you see how the magic works by 100%. just doing that persistent and, and my follow-up, I'll share with you um, the stuff I didn't in my intro. My, when I, I tease, when I train, it's called CPR because I believe that we have to keep breath into those relationships. So we have to do CPR and CPR stands for consistent, persistent, respectful follow-up and what Mustafa did was persistent consistent and very respectful he didn't every day why aren't you responding why aren't, he wasn't a jerk about it right he was respectful of my time so all of those things come into the mix of what we're talking about today 100 can i share a personal story here absolutely please i was trialing a software a video software recently and uh 
one of their sales team, I, I had a chat with him, shared a couple of feedback about feedbacks about their software and how to improve it. And he didn't like it. And, and then what happened was seven days later, he goes going back to consistent, persistent and uh, respectful. He emails me back and says, um, are you done with the trial or should I shut you down? I'm like, are you serious, bro? <laughs> And he was following up. Look, that that respectful piece is important. Be nice to people. And let me add one more thing to this follow-up piece. Appalling, by the way. People are are busy. And so we keep nicely and like respectfully and consistently following up until it's the right moment for them to talk to us. That's right. And they keep brushing us off like, and they're like, look, I don't have time right now. And I'm like, you know what? This guy's a busy guy. Like, he, he doesn't have time. No problem. I'll call you next week. I'll call you the week after or next right. month. And then quite often when we do it consistently and respectfully and we finally get a hold of them, they're like, thank you for following up. Yes. And thank you for putting up with me. And I'm really glad that you did because if you didn't do it, we would not be here today. Absolutely. And Yeah. So don't give up what I'm trying to say. Is- yeah. And, and here's the other thing I'm always asked, well, when should I, like, how frequently should I follow up? It depends on your industry. It depends on the price point. There's a whole bunch of mechanics that go into it, but here's the bottom line. Customers need to hear from us 15 to 18 times. Typically could be even higher now before they'll even say, Hey, I think I want to talk to you or, Hey, are you the one who does? Meanwhile, you sent them 15 emails, right? And you're thinking, yeah, it's me. Here's that 15 to 18. Everybody thinks it has to be a Zoom or a phone call. No, no, no. It could be a mailing. It could be an article you share. It could be a LinkedIn post. It could be an email on your newsletter. Um, It could be a free giveaway that you're part of. That 15 to 18 could be in multiple ways. And then when, when they're ready for you, they know how to find you. And here's the last thing I will share with that. When I send the email and I think, oh, I, I think now I'm, I'm, I'm bridging that possibly getting a little pushy because they're not responding to my emails at all. I, this is the email I will send Mustafa or the message I will leave. Hey, listen, it's, it's Connie Whitman. If it's a voicemail and I'll say, I never want to be a pest to anyone. I am very diligent with my follow-up because you matter to me. This will be my last phone call. I promise I am here if you need me, but I will not call you again because I just, I don't want to become that icky person, right? Do you know, inevitably, I get a phone call back. No, I've just been busy. You can never be pushy, Connie. We love you. Or the email, as soon as I send it, they respond, my bad. I was rude. And, you know, I was busy, Connie. Please, please keep your emails coming. Timing's off. And I say, listen, I'm going to keep the emails coming. You're in my newsletter. I'll follow up in three months. Would that be okay? And now you're getting their approval and you're showing that you're respectful in how you follow up inevitably every time I do that voicemail or email, I get an immediate response. So 100%. don't think that you assume you're being a pain in the behind. Don't let them know you don't want to be a pest, but you want to be diligent with your follow-up and articulate that very clearly. And people will open the door for you. It's amazing. It's just amazing. 100%. So can I share my sales philosophy? Yes. So my sales philosophy is that I believe in my product so much so that if I see a person having a problem that I can fix and I help, can help them resolve that issue, 
I hold myself responsible enough to even be called a pest. So eventually I can help them fix that problem because I believe that if I don't do that, I would hurt them, their business, their team members, their customers, their families, and everyone around them. Like, let's say someone has a sales problem and let's say that I could help them fix that problem, right? If I don't do that, I'd be hurting them quite a bit. That's right. So maybe I need to be consistent and respectful to get the owner out of his own way so I can help him. That's right. And I'm okay being called all sorts of names and uh, whatever they want to call me. But eventually when I help them, maybe one day they're going to be like, and then here's another thing I've heard. Mustafa, I'm glad you stayed with me until, until we got this done. That's right. Because if you didn't do that, we wouldn't have fixed the problem. Yeah. And that's the other problem I see in our industry, you know, being in the digital space, Mustafa, people are really good with their lead magnets and their marketing and their messaging. Right. And they get the response in and they make the sale. Right. They'll sell their products or service. And what you just described, I want everybody to really hear it because they're really good at the marketing. They're good at the sales conversation. To me, they're a little bit of a con artist with with what I'm going to say next. They don't deliver what they promised. That's the ick factor. Okay, so you made the sale, yippee-ki-yay. To me, that's not the proof in the pudding. The proof in the pudding is not only did you make the sale, but you over-delivered. Now people are referring to you saying, holy crap, she delivers the best stuff, man. You know how much money I made working with Connie? You need to work with Connie. They're the kind of referrals I get, right? Because I over-deliver. And you know, and I know, and I've seen it, and we've seen it in, in the marketplace where they're great at the sales pitch, but then they don't deliver. So what Mustafa just said, he's like, oh no, you're going to finish this with me because I know we're leaving results on the table and you, you over-deliver as well. So I just want everybody to hear that piece. You don't just make the sale and go, yippee-ki-yay, money's in the bank account. Now you have to put the pedal to the metal and deliver what you're promising for the client. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Talk to me about for this new adventure you're on, which I just love, who is the ideal client? So people listening, they'll understand if they're too small or if they're right in the sweet spot of who you can help. For sure. So we work mostly with established businesses that are doing multiple six figures, probably higher six figures to seven figures. And they have a proven high ticket offer that uh, is north of 5K. So they either start small and they end up in 5K or higher, 5, 10, 20, 30, $100,000. And those are the type of businesses that we work with. We work with some coaching companies, some home improvement companies, and some, some uh, medical clinics, uh, clinics as well. Yeah, really nice, really nice. So guys, if you fit that criteria or I have sales managers on you know, listening to the show or executives of organizations, if you fall within that criteria, I just jump on a call with Mustafa. He'll let you know if he can help you. And here's the other cool thing about Mustafa. Every time we talk to, we're always sharing resources. So even if this isn't a perfect fit, I'm, I am 90% sure he probably knows someone that can help you with whatever your situation is. Um, you have a very robust network like I do, Mustafa. So um, again, because you play in this world, I think you'll be able to help people. So here's the deal. Um, Go to Mustafa's website, which is perseo.com. And it's P-E-R-S-Y-O.com. I will put that in the uh, show notes. Additionally, Mustafa's uh, giving a beautiful gift, which I love. It's the blueprint to simple retention formula 
Um, I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you don't have to worry about writing it down. And the last thing is, if you really have a question that you want to just chat with Mustafa directly and not just be on his email list, I'm going to put his LinkedIn um, connection in the show notes as well. Message him, connect with him, and then you could pick his brain. Additionally, once you're on LinkedIn and or his email list, you'll start to see the stuff that he's doing. You'll get a little familiar with him, and then you'll know if you're the right fit for what he's creating in his world. So anything else you want to add, Mustafa, for that? Yeah, so download the blueprint to the simple retention formula. That's like a step-by-step process to do the proper follow-up, keep your customers, get repeating uh, business and recurring revenue, and increase your profits, Getting your cust- keeping your customers happier. And uh, it, this is like a low-hanging fruit that most people don't do. And uh, if you want to help with that, we, we are here to help. If you wanted to have a conversation on our websites, there are probably different opportunities to book a call with me and I'll jump on a call. And uh, like Connie said, if I can help, I'll let you know. If I can't, I'll be pretty honest about that as well. Yeah, or I'll, yeah. I'll introduce you to someone that can. So. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you again, uh, Mustafa. I'm so glad you. that you kicked me in the butt. <laughs> That's the, the power business. of follow-up. It, 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 see, isn't that funny that this was an exact example of the follow-up that we're talking about? And again, it was just because I was busy, not because I, I felt like he was a pest or I didn't want to, none of that even entered my mind. Busy. So again, be pers- consistent, persistent, and respectful. Do your CPR follow-up. You heard it here first. Um, and thanks again, Mustafa, for being on. Always fun. And always, I, I love hanging out with you. You're a gem. Thanks again. Likewise. Thank you. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together. No matter where you are in your business, your career, in your sales, in your communication skills, I've got your back. My, gut, my guests have your back. And I do hope that the information we provide, you know, information is a beautiful thing. Please do something with the information and the tips. And Mustafa literally gave you his script. I gave you my email and my script that I say on the phone. Start playing with it. Make it yours and see the magic that happens. Information into action creates, re- creates reaction and magic. And that's what my guests and I hope for you. So thank you for tuning in. As always, you've been listening to Changing the Sales Game with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. As always, I wish you an inspired week filled with joy and magic. Thanks, everybody. Have a great one. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.